I love getting served ads. Like I don't opt out of the tracking. I want to see what companies and brands are doing, but just in my own experience, when it comes down to dollars and cents, like just those authentic conversations are going to lead to the best sales and referrals. And, mm -hmm. and it's just, it's worked so well for me. Hey babe, welcome to the sales and social podcast. I'm so freaking excited that you are here with me today. Are you ready to simplify your sales and learn to sell in a way that feels good, but also brings you in more consistent cash? If you find yourself feeling like you're doing all the things on social media, but it's not converting, you feel like you have inconsistent cash months, but you desire more reoccurring revenue, and you just want to sell in a way that feels good without feeling salesy and also have a lot of fun on your journey to entrepreneurship, you are in the right place. Hey, I'm Jillian. I'm your sales queen and your soon-to-be podcast BFF. 22 years in the corporate sales space, losing my job during the pandemic, having no freaking idea what I was going to do, but knowing that I had a God-given talent for sales, I quickly shifted to the online space, where I have not only been able to grow my own personal business from zero to 500K in just 18 months with nothing more than a Zoom link, a paper planner, and a whiteboard, I've helped hundreds and hundreds of others scale their businesses and explode their sales. So grab your beverage of choice, a pen and a paper if you're anything like me, and let's dive into today's juicy episode. What's up, babes? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited today because I have my friend Steven here today, and we are going to jam out on all things sales, obviously, but we're going to bring it to you from a different energy. So Steve, welcome to the show. Tell my audience who the heck you are and what you do. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I've been really looking forward to to jumping on with you and jamming out about sales. And, and I know we've been trying to connect for a while, so it's really <laughs> awesome. We've been able to make it happen here. And congratulations on, on your podcast. I've been Thank listening you. and it's great. So I'm really honored to, to get to be a guest. But as far as it goes with myself, my name's Steve Fleischer. I am what I think a lot of people, you know, popular term these days, but perhaps an accidental entrepreneur really by luck um, out of university, took a role selling American football equipment, consulting for an American company. I'm a Canadian and they didn't know that football existed in Canada. So they were like, oh, okay, young guy out of college, like, why don't you take it and run with it in Canada? And so it ended up being one of the best jobs coming out of school. I had so much autonomy and freedom and got to really like learn direct sales. And this was back when, you know, football and concussions, like it's a very widely accepted now that concussions in football is a serious issue. <laughs> back then I'd be talking to coaches that'd be like, well, I just think some guys have softer brains than other guys. And, uh, and so it really was an education on like removing objections, educating. And, and I was like, if I can convince this super macho doesn't want to hear from anyone guy to buy these helmets and protect his players better and the value of like keeping them on the field I can probably sell anything but in that there also was a lot of learning around marketing and just some other skills that I I learned through osmosis of doing the role and I really loved it and and I grew that a lot and learned that I really did enjoy the idea of working for myself and in a sense I was an, an entrepreneur right out of the gate Went and took some jobs in marketing, quickly learned I didn't really like working for other people. So I was like, okay, not for me. And, and I was brought in a business development role at the company I was at and felt like they weren't 
really listening to me for the things that I was looking to the future and, and trying to get us um, ready for. So I pulled a bit of a Jerry Maguire, took a couple of people from the office, like who's coming with me style and, and started my own little agency. I was very young at the time, still again, great education, mostly through mistakes, but you learn the most in your mistakes found out I was going to have a kid with my now partner, but um, we've been together since we were kids, found out our son was coming along, was like, okay. Was she one of the better. people in the agency? Did she want people that came with you? So it's like true Jerry Maguire style? Look, hilariously, never made that connection. So exactly, <laughs> <laughs> exactly that. And then, yeah, we found out we were having a kid. I was like, oh, I better go get a job. This was before COVID. So air quotes, like something secure. I think we've yeah. all realized that in life, working for yourself, working for someone else. I mean, nothing is is truly secure. Mm-hmm. COVID hit, revenue of this company and, and its business model went to zero. They laid off everyone essentially. And so again, as life had it, Jeanette, my partner, was running a, a successful virtual assisting agency at the time, which really meant they were doing digital marketing for pennies on the dollar yep. <laughs> for their clients. And <laughs> yeah. so those of you guys that don't know, that's actually what it is. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I had all this free time and a, and a lens to look at it. And we decided, Hey, why don't we use what the universe has given us and take this opportunity to do something we had never considered, which was team up, work together, really start living a life by design where, you know, spending time together and working closely and being with our son are really important to us. And so, yeah, through running this business, which is now Space Creators and is a full service digital marketing agency, we've got to have this amazing, unique experience. And it's been two years now, and I, I wouldn't have it any other way. We're just so aligned and, and the growth has been magical and getting to kind of live our truth and stretch ourselves. It's just been the best ever. Oh my gosh. There's so many directions I want to take this. I'm like so excited about like your intro. So one, I want to talk about so many people are confused, like what is marketing and what is sales? They don't actually realize the difference. So I would love for you, someone who has been in both, to really explain to my audience, what is the difference between them and what is also the similarities between them? Mm-hmm. Well, it's definitely a running joke, I think, at companies that you know, yeah. you'll have a marketing department, larger companies, you'll have a marketing co- department, you'll have a sales department really the marketing should be there to support the sales in a sense. And and either way, they are closely related, the marketing and sales. Often the two departments don't get along <laughs> in, in a yeah. lot of companies. So it's, I was in uh, corporate for 22 years and we like hated our marketing department. Yeah, you, you get we it, right? Them. Yeah, of course. And, I was like, I and, hate those people in marketing. Yeah. And I think that's a sim- like what is similar is at a high level, you're trying to bring in sales, I guess, to to your company, but they really are through different methods. And so generally, typically sales is going to be a lot about direct outreach. It's going to be a ton about relationship building, which I believe we'll, we'll probably dive into a little bit more here as we talk, where marketing is much more of a process where you're looking to attract clients and also develop a brand and a brand resonance through different channels, right? And so beyond mixing up sales and marketing, I actually find that brand 
and marketing gets confused in the marketing world. Mm -hmm. So two different things. The brand is really how people feel and experience your company, your service, your product when they come into contact with it. So that that can run through just the visual that can include like how the sales team shows up and, and the culture and everything. Marketing is really the channels you choose to then go and, and push that message out to your audience and pull them back in. And then sales is really like the person doing the deal, right? Like they're the person who is trying to get pen on paper, talk through numbers, and deliver an actual contract, a signed deal to get work underway. So that's how I would split them up. Yeah, I'm interested. What What about you? What do you think is the difference of sales and marketing? Yeah, I think that's like, I mean, you nailed it on the head. I always say like brand is like, you know, when you go to people's page and you like feel a certain way, like some people's pages you go to and you're just like, I feel like so calm when I'm reading their content, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel pulled. I feel activated. I feel inspired. I feel triggered, right? Like my brand, for an example, I know activates people. I know it triggers the hell out of some people. I also know it gets people like fired up. Like that's intentional. My posts are intentional. My music's intentional. The way that I show up, the way that I word thing, it's my brand. There's a reason why I don't play like Michael Buble music on my graphics or on my thing, right? Like it's all branding. But on the flip side, there's a reason why other people have like a very like pretty aesthetic, calming aesthetic, luxury aesthetic, right? Like that's all branding, but that's very different than how they're marketing. That's very different than like the sales aspect of it. So yeah, I always say it's like, you know, how do you want people to feel when they experience your brand? And if you don't have a brand, you're most likely not getting sales because you're not activating anybody to do anything. It's just laying flat. You're just one of a billion people that are out there. I Could not agree more. I think so many early entrepreneurs make that mistake and don't do enough of the fundamental, like foundational work to consider their audience and catering a brand around a feeling, just like you said, that you want them to experience. Too many times, I think we we just mistake our, and often, I'm sure you you say this and have heard this around selling to a past version of yourself. I think- in a lot of entrepreneurship, if you're a coach, for example, is a good idea. But that brand, if you develop that brand from who you feel like today, they're just, it's an eloquent dance of trying to figure out, okay, well, how did I actually feel back then? And what kind of branding and feeling would have pulled me in to take action and follow this person? So yeah. brand is is not given enough consideration, in my opinion. I, I may be biased, but I think there's a million examples as to, to why good branding will equal better marketing and, and mm-hmm. ultimately more sales. Yeah, I'm, I'm running a program right now. And it's way past when this podcast airs, but it's called Attraction. And it's really like attraction marketing. And it's really like speaking to that past version of yourself. But like, what is the desire that that person wants eventually? Not where they are right now. It's like they know that they're stuck right now. They know that they're overwhelmed right now. They know they're not making any money right now. They know that they don't have the body that they want. They know that their mindset sucks. But it's like, what is that desired outcome that they have? And is your brand eloquently speaking to them? Is it activating something in them? Is it aspiring them? And if it's not, then like you have to do more work to actually pull them to that brand. Otherwise, again, your content is literally just like falling flat, but 
That's a whole nother, it's a whole nother podcast for us to talk about branding on. Yeah. I, anytime that, that I could not <laughs> agree with more. That's, that's a really cool program and, and sounds super high value. And it reminds me a little bit, even in marketing and sales, for example, I mean, we've all heard of lead generation. Oh yeah. Right. Of course. And it's, you know, really the idea of counting paper clips and you're taking actions and essentially doing a ton of outreach and that numbers game will work. But I really like in marketing, the idea of demand generation. And I think that's more in line with what you're talking about, which is instead of having to go and like push people and make the, like you're really trying to create an environment where there is an attraction for (laughs) what, you know, the demand you're creating for the problem you're solving. And so that's where really effective, I think, forward-thinking marketing Mm -hmm. and content marketing can be really powerful. I love it. So I have a lot of entrepreneurs that are obviously listening to this that are in that still that like early stage, right? They're looking to hit their first six figures and they're trying to figure it out. Like they're putting, they're throwing spaghetti against the wall. They're posting and praying, they're posting and hoping, and they don't even really have a marketing strategy. They don't really have a sales strategy. That's why they're working with me. That's why they're listening to this podcast. But like, what are some of the biggest things that you were like, please quit doing this in your marketing and in your sales from somebody who does this for a living and does this from an agency that could literally be a game changer for them right now on this podcast. Yeah. (laughs) My biggest tips is going to be like, don't pitch slap people. Like make, it's all about, in my opinion, the best sales it's in is all about relationship building. Yeah. And I, wrote, so, I wrote that down. I'm like, we're definitely going to talk about that. So yeah. Cool. Yeah. I mean, it's very tempting and you will listen, there is value to doing a ton of cold outreach. No doubt about it. You will refine certain skills around sales, but I really believe strongly from my experience of having had to do that in a previous role, there's so much more juice for the squeeze of just like, Think it, finding out where is your audience hanging out in 2022, this could be in person, this could be virtually, and then investing the time equity to get to where they are and just connect authentically. It really is relationships. You see it, again, in corporate sales, when an organization brings in a new salesperson that they generally poached from a competitor, <laughs> it's probably not because they're actually like the best cold outreach or they can amazing at doing phone calls. And it's because they have a book of business that they've built on relationships. Oh yeah. It's absolutely. I mean, I would, I would literally go and like, just what you said about like, I go where my people are hanging out. It's no different when I was in corporate. If I wanted to find a really great person to bring into my organization, I went to where they were hanging out. I went to BNI events. I went to distribution events. I went to local chamber events and I got to know them and I nurtured them. I built relationships with them. And then slowly I would like bring them over into an offer if I made sense. What I didn't do is just call up every single salesman in Michigan and be like, hey, I'm looking for a position. Do you want to come over? No. Hey, I have a position. Do you want to come over? I literally like went to where they were hanging out. I built a relationship. And if it was a good fit for me and them, then I made an offer. It's no different, guys, than what I do in the online space. I go to where my ideal client is hanging out, masterminds, group coaching programs, coffee chats, events. I build relationships. 
If it makes sense and the offer is right, I literally offer it. It's mm-hmm. no different. It's a rinse and repeat cycle. I mean, I'm sure, Steve, you and your partner go to things that your ideal client is in the room, you build relationships, and if it makes sense, you make an offer. Absolutely. And quite <laughs> frankly, even the offer part, mm-hmm. and this is just something I realized one day, I love deep conversation. And I think one of my superpowers in sales is that I'm just like, I don't like having fluffy conversations and talking about small talk. Like I want to connect with people on a real level and all different types of people. So again, that to me is one of my, my best skills in sales because I can show up, meet you, connect on something that's (laughs) on a deeper level. We'll have a real conversation and what I realize is how do most conversations go? We like in almost the first question we ask people is what do you do? Right. Yeah. I very much try to make sure that that is not the first thing that comes out of my mouth, because I know if we just start having a conversation at some point, you know, as conversations have been flow there, the person will ask you about what you do. Mm-hmm. And at this point you've built some trust and connected as a human. Yeah. So if they know someone who needs what you do, or, you know, luckily in marketing, I'd argue nine out of 10 people I talk to need a, a website, a brand refresh, email marketing, digital ads. Of course, you've already established this like trust with them where it's a, oh, I like you. I trust you. Why don't we talk about that? So it's really a, let them come rather than having to build it. Now though, that being said, I have a huge respect for People like I love being sold to, and the fact that oh when my I gosh, see, I just said that yesterday in a podcast. I'm like, you? <laughs> please sell to me. Like, I love when people sell to me. I'm like, if you have something that you love, like, please tell me about it. Totally, and I have so much respect for somebody who has a really like start to finish plan, and there's the storytelling, and you know, money off offers, and you know, all these things to help push you across the finish line, and being a marketer too. Like I love that stuff. I love getting served ads. Like I don't opt out of the tracking. I want to see what companies and brands are doing, but just in my own experience, when it comes down to dollars and cents, like just those authentic conversations are going to lead to the best sales and referrals. And Mm -hmm. and it's just, it's worked so well for me. Yeah. Because again, just like you said, it's, it's the relationship which then re- re- then leads to the retention, which then leads to the referrals, which then leads to like the raving fans, right? Like it's literally that process that makes it so much easier. If you're just selling to a cold person, then they're probably not going to refer you out. They're probably not going to retain you. And then they're probably not going to become a raving fan. They're just going to be like a one-time transaction sale. I mean, there's a lot of coaches online that are just selling like one-time transactions, right? Like one time into my program, one time into my masterclass, then they have to go and they got to find new people all the time. But if you are truly building relationships that are solid, then people are literally like, oh my God, Steven's amazing. Christina's amazing. Andrea's amazing. Jillian's amazing. You're building relationships, you're building retention, and then you're also building raving fans. You only need 250 raving fans to build a seven-figure empire. You guys think about that. That's all you actually need. So go talk to people, go build actual relationships. Oh, I love that. And you're so right. And I can tell you firsthand, just from a, like a cost of acquisition standpoint, Mm -hmm. if you're trying to sell one-time offers to people, 
you should really think about your business model because when you start looking at the dollars in and out, it costs way more money to acquire a new client in terms of marketing and even time of, of sales that you have mm-hmm. to put in than it takes to just like do a really good job and do deeper and, and foster a relationship and serve mm-hmm. one person as, as much as you can mm-hmm. and have them, just like you said, if you can turn them into a brand advocate for you and they go, go do the sales, I always say there is nothing that we can do in marketing that will be more powerful than word of mouth. Like there's nothing, right? And so you really want to encourage referrals and just think about how you buy things. It's someone you respect and trust tells you it's good. That's going to have way more impact on you than any any ad, any review you see. That in-person trust referral is, is the best. So I love that framework of the of putting a number to it. I'd never heard it like that. Yeah. I actually I actually learned it from Scott Aaron. I don't know if you know Scott Aaron, the LinkedIn guru, a good friend of mine. He's actually been on the podcast. I've been on his podcast and he actually, we shared that number together on it. And I was like, that's like a bomb stat. So I'm going to definitely that. repeat it. Yeah. So I tell my that. audience, like what you do, how can people work with you? Obviously shout out your agency, because I know there's a lot of people that are listening to this podcast that need help in marketing and like need a go-to company to service cool. them. Oh, I really appreciate that. So For us, our agency is called Space Creators. I think we do it quite differently. It was born out of the idea that Jeanette, my partner, and I had a lens into what agency life looked like traditionally. Definitely the term like agency rat is appropriate. You're on a hamster wheel. It's super high pressure. And when you see behind the curtain of a lot of agencies, they're really like, built on a house of cards and you'd be appalled to find out what you're paying, especially when they have an office and the overhead you're paying for to the line of how the work gets done and it being outsourced. And it's just not a good system, but the most important thing was the health of the people doing the work. And so we were lucky through COVID and a lot of successful entrepreneurship is looking ahead. We thought that there would be a way to do it differently, lean into a, you know, most people say remote. We think that's a little isolating. We try to use distributed or work from anywhere, but that was going to be an industry trend and the people, talented people would be looking for something different. All to say our like brand story, our mission statement is not client facing. Mm-hmm. It's totally about curating a space where people get to work on exactly what they love to work on Mm -hmm. and feel appreciated for the work that they do. And that work really adds to their life. It doesn't subtract to them and subtract from it and, and really, you know, surrounded around principles around, you know, lifestyle design, if you've heard about that. So Mm -hmm. because that is our focus, what ends up happening is we do great work. And just like you talked about, there's a lot of crappy marketers out there and people that get burned. So when they come and they get to experience working with a company that has a good culture, has talented people working on something they really love, of course, they see results. The experience of working with happy people is great. And yeah, we deliver results for our clients. So Mm -hmm. what we do tactically is brand which really is on its own in a sense in our company and a little different than what I think most digital agencies would do. But just like we talked about earlier, Mm -hmm. brand is a little bit of the secret sauce that gets missed. So 
we'll come in, we'll audit your business. If the brand is good and doesn't need work to make sure it's aligned with your, your target audience, we move on to website generally, because mm-hmm. now in marketing um, today, most of our marketing actions are going to be with the intention of driving to your website, mm-hmm. where you're going to book demos, sales, sell your product. So it better be good. It better mm-hmm. be fast. It better be built to convert. It better have the proper branding and messaging. So then we can help with your website. We really specialize in WordPress, Shopify, and Kajabi. So we work with a lot of e-commerce clients. Do you know my girl, Sarah Janzel? I sure do. I've been Heck on yeah. her podcast and had her on my podcast. She's got to uh, love some Sarah, right? Yeah. She's become a good friend of mine. And we had an awesome discussion on, on her podcast, just around geeking out on Shopify. Um, I love her. So yeah, she's just a great person again. And so WordPress, Shopify, Kajabi, if you're unfamiliar, WordPress is a good platform that allows us to create really custom solutions um, when clients need it. If you're trying to do e-commerce and sell a product, we're very, you know, Shopify is the industry leader. So that is where you should build your website or have it built for you. And Kajabi is really an amazing platform that's been up and coming over the last while for course creators, coaches, people that are trying to sell that type of content because it's an all-in-one solution. And so those would be the three that that we really love working in. Webflow is another really, really cool one, more so similar to WordPress that we do some work into. And then from there, our next phase is how do we drive people to the website, right? Mm-hmm. So the evolution is now we can support and have seen the most success running digital ads. Mm-hmm. But frankly, today with the new privacy changes, digital ads as an awareness play, you used to be able to, to get drive them to conversion, but really now we're seeing the most success in using digital ads for awareness, coupled with email marketing to nurture a client to conversion. So email marketing, SEO, we do all kinds of digital ads. So that, you know, is anything from Facebook and Instagram ads to Google ads to pay-per-click ads on Google. And then, yeah. This would be like if someone wants to run like a challenge. And they want to yeah. drive people to like a Facebook group. So it's like, you guys, this is like when you see like the person talking and it says like sponsored underneath it, right? Yeah. Instagram, yeah. So or you want to like that's what it would challenge. look like as a, as a meta ad or a social okay. ad or a, or a Facebook and Instagram specifically ad. What's really trending these days and how things are changing and back to the awareness side is that back in the day, running a real ad used mm-hmm. to work really well. But it was a different system with different tracking. Now it's kind of like your organic content on social. If you're thinking about social ads, it's really just a great way to amplify your your best content. I mean, I see like my friends running like their reels as ads. Those are that is statistically what is performing the best right now on social. You have this really unique opportunity to create ads that look like they fit the feed. So unless you even notice the sponsored part that you spoke about, those are the most effective ads today. Find out a post that's doing really well, your organic content strategy, social strategy is something else we help with as well. And then just use ads and, and boosting posts to amplify it further. And then think about how else you'll nurture someone to conversion. So getting them on on an email list is is mm-hmm. probably the best way. Those are our core services, and we we think that that is a great mix to 
to help drive people to your site and convert them. So yeah, that's, that's us in a nutshell. So good. You guys definitely reach out and connect to them. I know we're going to put all their information in the show notes. You also know that there's nobody that I bring on the show that I don't like massively edify. So these are not like a company that like, you know, all of a sudden took a marketing class and now they're showing you that they're like the marketers. They are like the real geniuses behind marketing. So if you are somebody that wants to play in the space, they, you want to start doing ads, you want to start doing it, make sure you guys are reaching out to Steven. He definitely knows what he's talking about. He's definitely like can get you in front of the right people. Steven, thank you so much for being on the show today. I am so excited to like get you on here and also like personally connect with you more. And I know my audience will definitely love this episode. Uh, thanks so much, Jillian. This was Absolutely. awesome. Anytime. Thank you so much for tuning into the Sales and Social Podcast. If today's episode has you fired up and you loved it, could you do me a huge favor and leave a review over on Apple Podcasts or take a screenshot and share it on social media and don't forget to tag your business bestie. And while you're there, connect with me on the gram at the Jillian Murphy. I'm on a mission to change the mindset of sales. I want people to love sales because the reality is sales is the foundation of everything you do. It's how your business generates revenue consistently. So show up and be unapologetic about selling because once you fall in love with selling, babe, sky's the limit. So I'll catch you on the next episode, but until then, feel free to slide into my DMs because I cannot wait to get to know you better.